Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we will be discussing an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Ranch Equipment, Needed or Nice to Have. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Jay Parsons, who's an agricultural economist with the University of Nebraska, focused on farm and ranch management decision analysis, risk management, and understanding production systems. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Parsons. Thanks for having me on, Aaron. It's good to be here. The focus of our discussion today is going to be around ranch equipment and cost associated with owning and operating that equipment. As we look at just where we're at today, it's really amazing, I think, if we would go back three or four generations and talk to our great-great-grandparents, they would have no dream, or they just never would imagine, of all the things we have access today in terms of equipment, technology, what that can do for us. I think the other challenge for us, though, is that equipment comes with a cost, and that cost can be challenging to us from a production perspective as we think about cost of production and what it takes to utilize that equipment and have it be part of our management structure. Give us some perspective as we think about equipment today, as we think about production agriculture. How should we maybe be analyzing, thinking about our equipment cost, and what do we really need, and maybe what sort of things that's nice to have, but Maybe we need to be thinking critically about in terms of how we utilize that equipment. Yeah, it's it's a tough question because, you know, really, you know, when it comes to the expenses on a farm or a ranch, you know, you have your variable expenses that tend to vary uh, with your output. A cow-calf situation, for example, the number of cows that you have. Then you have your fixed expenses, and the fixed expenses are those that you need to distribute out over those cows, and they don't vary as much. Uh, I mean, in the long run, all, all expenses can be uh, adjusted a little bit. But the thing with equipment is it can sneak up on you sometimes. You know, you end up with a lot of equipment expenses, uh, repairs, depreciation, interest costs on ownership, and all those types of things that go with that. And you end up with uh, more equipment than you need for running your operation. And um, those charges or those expenses are real, and they do get uh, distributed out across your operation. And so when that gets out of kilter, sometimes that can... Um, basically drive up your cost of production in a somewhat of a sneaky way and really make you uncompetitive perhaps with some other producers. I think one of the big costs in my mind that is sneaky is depreciation. Uh, it's, you know, when we go out, we buy a piece of equipment and we don't get a bill for the value of that piece of equipment depreciating, but that depreciation is real. Give some perspective on depreciation expense and, and how maybe we ought to think about that as we think about cost of production. Yeah, depreciate. You're exactly right there, Aaron. Depreciation's a big one, and uh, and a lot of people. The the truth of the matter is, a lot of people when they make equipment purchases, they think of depreciation more of a as a tax event, right? So, so you purchase it, and you got these tax rules and how you can depreciate that off on your taxes as an expense. But the truth of the matter is, is that depreciation is really using up the useful life of a piece of equipment. So it's carried out over a number of years. And what some people uh, kind of lose track of sometimes, they say, well, it's no longer depreciating. You hear that a lot when people have older equipment around. But you know, that older equipment continues to lose its value, especially if you don't use it very much and don't keep it uh, repaired and upkeep on it and, and uh, keep it functioning. It's going to lose its value pretty pretty drastically there throughout its time on your operation. So all of those are, are things where essentially you're you're losing value, you're losing asset value on your operation, and uh, and it can be a huge expense because eventually all of those things you, you pay for uh, eventually end up being cashed out, so to speak, in the end. Either you sell them or they're worth little or nothing on your operation. I think one of the challenges, I think, and it's tied somewhat to depreciation, but 
as we just think about inflation. So a dollar today is not going to have the same buying power as a dollar 30 years ago. So that 100 horsepower tractor I bought uh, 15, 20 years ago to go buy a similar horsepower tractor today is going to cost more dollars. Now, again, depending on how you think about inflation and things like that might shape your thinking there, but we got to at some point replace that piece of equipment as well if we're going to stay in business. So how do we think about that as well? Yeah, equipment replacement is is a, is a tough call because not only are you, are you uh, using up an old piece of equipment, but you never know when that new technology that's coming along and the new piece of equipment is, is the right time to buy it, so to speak. So sometimes we, uh, we purchase a little too early and we purchase technology maybe before all the uh, bugs are worked out of it and so on and so forth. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of times those decisions are made when we have a good cash flow. So you maybe have a good year of markets or so, and then some new technology gadget comes along and we have the money to spend. So we spend it uh, rather than think about it, it strategically of, you know, how good is this piece of equipment I have now? You know, what's the tech, new technology I'm buying? How much uh, of an improvement is that on my old equipment? And then, uh, you know, is it time to go ahead and replace that old piece of equipment? Cause the repairs are uh, running me uh, a lot of costs throughout the year. So there's a lot of things that go into that uh, replacement decision there. Let's just also talk about interest on equipment. Obviously, if I go out and borrow money on a piece of equipment, that's real interest. I have to pay that back. But let's also just talk a little bit about return on asset. If we think about if I go spend $100,000 and buy a tractor, should I expect some return on that investment? Yeah, you should because it especially, um, you know, it is an investment, right? And it's your money out there. And, the, and in theory, that money could be used elsewhere to earn you money. So the tractor itself better be earning you money within your operation. And sometimes people always just think of interest, like you said, as, as the interest that you pay the bank for that particular piece of equipment. But pretty much everybody has loans of some sort, whether they be, uh, you know, uh, long-term loans like on land or whether they're year-to-year -year operating notes. So you pretty much always could use that cash elsewhere to pay down some debt and save yourself some interest costs. Um, so that piece of equipment you purchase needs to be have a return within your operation that uh, more than offsets that it interest expense. So if you're paying five, six percent on interest, uh, you need a return uh, from that equipment within your operation um, by utilizing it that's above that and hopefully well above that. Let's also talk a little bit about repairs. And I think this is one also that increasingly is challenging for folks, in part because of the things you mentioned earlier, the cost of technology today. And then, you know, some of the things that folks could work on their own equipment 15, 20, 30 years ago, now they're at a place where technology is such that to get that repaired requires a license or a technician that's beyond the capability of many people. How do we think about repairs and some of the challenges that come with repairs as we think about equipment? Yeah, repairs are, um, you know, something that pretty much we figure like with a tractor, for example, that uh, the cost of a tractor, you're pretty much put in the equivalent of that in repairs over its lifetime of use. Uh, and by lifetime of use, I'm usually talking about a 15-year span on a tractor, for example. Um, so it, it's a significant expense. And of course, it's not spread out evenly over that time. When something's brand new, you tend to have very little repairs unless something major uh, goes haywire with electronics these days, but, uh, but it does uh, increase as time goes on. Now, when we say repair expenses, um, what's changed a lot over the years, you hit the nail on the head because 
when we say repair expenses, we're talking parts and labor. And in the old days, a lot of that labor was downtime in the winter that the uh, producer was providing to that. And it was a good, efficient use of their time uh, to fix a tractor or fix a piece of equipment. And these days, that's become pretty hard to do. And you tend to, that has become more of a cash expense that you're paying to an equipment dealer or somebody else with the expertise uh, to fix that piece of equipment. So repair expenses have changed quite a bit over the years. Um, as you noted there with the technology changes and all that goes with that. So the last two expenses that are not as big as the other ones we've talked about but can still be significant are taxes and licensing and then also insurance. Get some perspective on those costs, although not a big piece of the pie as a whole, still a piece that we need to recognize. Yeah, correct. And property tax is one of those, you know, we tend to think of that as our land taxes, but there is property tax on equipment used in a business uh, until it's depreciated out on the tax rolls. So anyway, so it, it, it can come into play there, you know, you know, roughly, I think in the article, you said a half a percent to 1% and, and that's uh, pretty accurate. And, and it's not there in every state, for example, but it is there in Nebraska. So it can play a role when you have an old piece of equipment, for example, that might not be on the, on the tax rolls and you go buy a new piece of equipment, uh, you're going to have, that's going to change your property tax situation for a few years until that gets depreciated out. Um, insurance is the same same way when you buy new uh, equipment, whatever. Uh, you may need to adjust your insurance to have that covered as a part of your overall uh, value. And uh, if it's something that you're taking out on the road, of course, you need to have insurance on it. Like I said, it's not a big expense there, but it is one that, that adds to the pile of everything else that's going on in terms of having uh, more equipment than you really need for your operation. What would be a strategy producers might think through as they think about how do I evaluate where I'm at with equipment? How do I think about what do I need? What do I maybe get rid of? What's a process maybe that could be helpful to think through as people evaluate where they're at with equipment? Well, of course, the, the big thing with all of these financial decisions is to stay on, on top of your finances. And by that, I mean, you know, keeping track of your expenses. You know, if in a cowherd situation, you really need to have a good handle on what is your expenses per cow and what does that uh, equate to in terms of your production costs uh, for your calves or whatever it is that you happen to be selling out of your herd. And then split up between that in terms of what factors are involved there. As you know, you know, a lot of it is feed, of course, and that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking more about the equipment expenses, but you want to you want to make sure that doesn't grow out of proportion to historically where you've been. And if you do think it is out of proportion, can you bring it back down? And what are some of those things that you can do to make that happen? But anytime that we have kind of overhead expenses, you're looking at how can you distribute that across your operation and what makes equipment in particular really tough is they tend to be, you know, lumpy inputs, right? So, so you might be able to add a few more cows without increasing your equipment, or you might be able to decrease your equipment a little bit uh, without a lot of impact. Uh, but somewhere in there, you're going to have to replace some piece of equipment, or you're going to have to get an, another piece of equipment because your herd is growing bigger. And those lumpy inputs, when you add that big chunk, needs to be distributed out over your operation. And so you need to take those events into account and historically where you've been and try to keep that cost per head uh, in line with where you've uh, historically had it or at least where you want to have it. Any other thoughts or words of encouragement for folks as I think about managing the equipment side of their business? 
you know, buying equipment's a lot sexier than managing all these expense costs that go with it that we're talking about there. But certainly when it comes to running a business, you got to stay on top of this expense uh, category. And don't be afraid to get rid of equipment. That's the thing. If you're going to replace something or if you're going to buy a new piece of equipment, always ask yourself, what is it that I have currently uh, on my farm or ranch that I don't need that this replaces? Or am I adding to this capacity? And if I'm adding to this capacity, what else needs to happen to keep these equipment costs in line in terms of my output. Thanks again for joining me today, Dr. Parsons. Thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the article that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.ed website. At the website, you will be able to find this article as well as additional resources on this topic.